cliffcentral.com. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360Biz.com. My name is Debo Homafori. Welcome, welcome to another exciting installment of 360Biz. Uh, I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my boy, Bulelani. But, but, Bulelani, I'm actually happy to, to be, you know, I think this one I must just make public announcement that we're black in our old studio, dude, you know. <laughs> our desk is new. You know what? Um, I don't know. I'm back on the now the the big de- control desk. You know, so unlike that portable one, as if you know what, I was a newbie in the radio space. <laughs> nah, man. Um, last week, last week I was in here hosting the show. Mm-hmm. It was very nice because I mean the air here. There's more light as opposed to the as opposed to the other studio. Yeah. And I mean we had a, actually you missed out on a very amazing conversation we had last week. Um, talking legal, um, legal, legal, um, for growing businesses and uh, black owned businesses, small businesses. Mm-hmm. So legal that spoke all the way to contracts, partnership agreements, disputes, litigation, and it was very insightful, you know? Yeah. No, you, you see the, you see with me, Bulelan, if I'm not here, ne, I cannot be telling people to download apps. I've got an app on my phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so our streaming. Um, and, and I was listening to, to, and I, you had three ladies, you had a young lady as well who was an intern. Yes. You know, it was an interesting conversation, um, that, that, that you must have, that, uh, you guys had. Um, you know what? It was very insightful. Um, and, and I was excited. I wished for a moment I was in studio. Oh, and, and I didn't know how to were in the studio. I mean, maybe I, I should have phoned and we used the studio line, you know, to, that, that side, I mean, we've not been, we're not calling people, people are not calling us. Nah, we are out of, we are out of exile. <laughs> so we are back, uh, in, in, in South Africa, eh? Yeah. No, definitely. Um, it is exciting that, um, indeed we, we are back. Um, you still tuned in to 360Biz right here on Cliff Central. If ever you've just tuned in, we've got an amazing and exciting discussion. Um, that we definitely uh, always have and bring you week in, week out. If you want to catch in on some of the shows um, that we've had in the past and um, some of the amazing content that we share or even like Wabulerani has said in terms of um, the show that he had last week speaking legal, you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com and you go to choose to podcast. Uh, we are on Wednesdays, um, then you'll see it's written, um, 360 bits. So, but more than anything, if ever you're gonna join in on our discussion, our WhatsApp line is 079-748-2090, 079-748-2090. If ever you wanna join us our discussion, our studio line is 0861-555-189, 0861-555-189. If ever you wanna interact with us on social media, it's at cliffcentral.com on Twitter and at cliffcentral.com on Instagram and it's Cliff Central um, on Facebook. If you want to follow me, it's at Debohoma40, both on Insta um, and on um, Insta and Twitter, and it's Debohoma40 on Facebook. Bulelani, you are? At Bulelani Bala, all platforms. Bulelani Bala at yeah. all platforms. I know our guests definitely um, have their social media um, headlines. Maybe let me take this opportunity uh, to actually welcome um, I guess in soon I'm actually excited um about today's discussion. Um, you know what that it needs to be robust. <laughs> uh, you know what the word robust is a word that we hear a lot um in politics. 
but I know that today we're talking, um, you know, service. Um, what we're talking service in the private sector uh, versus government sector, and what is actually happening between those two, um, you know. Um, d- industries out there mm-hmm. I've had an opportunity as well Of watching actually an interview uh, By one of our guests um, That he did with AAN7 um, You know in regards to having A robust discussion um, Around that issue Maybe let me take this opportunity To actually welcome um, You know uh, my guest in studio I've got uh, Miss Tuli Mashaba uh, Who's the director of uh, Hule U uh, Guide Project and I've got as well Mr. Figile Bali, who's the CEO Billy. of eh? Figile Bili. Oh, Figile Bili. Oh, sounds, oh, sounds almost like Balabala, but it's. <laughs> oh, okay. No, sorry, man. It's, uh, my projects are rotated the other way around. Uh, who's the CEO of Zandile uh, Management Services? Uh, maybe let me take this opportunity to, to thank you guys for coming to studio. Maybe do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners, tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Uh, are we starting? Is it ladies first, probably ever figure that? Okay. Um, my name is Figile Pili. Okay. I'm from two companies. Uh-huh. I'm from a company called Zandile Management Services, which renders services for municipalities around the country. Okay. And I'm also from a company called Fix Track, which is the first black-owned tracking company in the world. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Okay. No. Um. We wanna, we're gonna go into details uh, as far as that is concerned. Uh, Mama Mashab, are you related to Herman Mashab? Ah uh, no. Oh, Not okay. that I know of. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Do you want to say hi <laughs> to our listeners? Tell us <laughs> who you are and what is it that you do. No, it's fine. I'll definitely trace back. I'm sure my people are listening. They already know Black Tweet. Uh, They're already checking you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Tulima Shaba. Okay. I'm the director of Hulao Gude Projects. Okay. Uh, we specialize in civil engineering, construction, and general building. Oh, is it? We also do mining and industrial supplies. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I've also got uh, other strategic partnerships mm. that I... I will talk about yeah. Oh, okay. So then, between the civil construction and the mining, which one is your call? Uh the civil construction. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, CIDB grade. Four. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm a five. Okay. Uh, both uh, in terms of general building and civil. I'll partner with you to up my grade. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I'm always looking for partnerships and doing partnerships sure. all the time. Um, maybe let me come back um, to you. Um, Mr. Billy, um, we're talking service delivery um, in the private sector. I've had an opportunity to watch your interview, um, you know, with AAN7 uh, when you were discussing this issue. So, and in your introduction, you said you deal with um, servicing um, service industry or what service industry in what into into government municipalities into municipalities. What what does that mean? Do you want to break it down for us? Okay, at Zandile Management Services, we render services like doing debt collection for municipalities. Okay, we do data cleansing, we do indigenous verification. We do prepaid smart meters, water and electricity, and we also own a vending system that sells prepaid water and electricity. Hmm. Okay. So now, um, what, what led you to, to be or to follow that industry, maybe? I'll be honest with you. I remember at one stage, this is quite interesting. I'm originating from Kimberley. Mm-hmm. I was here in Centurion staying 
being unemployed. A friend came to me. He said he need to render services at a municipality. Then I was working for a consulting engineering company, and they just let me go. And I took these guys to the municipalities. When I took them to the municipalities, then it was in Northwest. They decided to go on the tender and cut me out. Okay. And then when I was told that the people don't call you anymore, I decided to bid for the same tender, mm-hmm. and I won it. Okay. And uh, I didn't even know what is debt collection. Mm-hmm. And then I met up with friends, and then uh, I joined Pamozi. Okay. And because I didn't have capacity and infrastructure, mm-hmm. after I've joined Pamozi, and then uh, we started working, and I started building a lot of contracts. And then after, you know, in business, there's a lot of betrayal. Yeah. When the big shots saw that now they can take over the business from me, they cut me out. <laughs> you know, and uh, they paid me out. They said, go, we don't need you. We've got the industry now. We've learned all the tricks from you. And they give me a restraint of trade. How long was the restraint of trade? I think for three months. Okay. And then I begged them to remove it. When they removed the restraint of trade, I think it was around past two when I signed for it. Uh-huh. The following day, all those municipalities who had a contract with them terminated their contract okay. and appointed me the same day, all of those contracts. That's how I started. Wow. Okay. How long, how long back is this? Um, that is probably six years, six years ago. Uh-huh. Now, Currently, I'm servicing 47 municipalities in the country. Okay. Now, in business, mm-hmm. I always say to young black male and female, you don't need capacity. You don't need infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You don't need capital investment. You don't need a BE, a, a, a joint venture. You just need to have brains. Hmm. I remember once, when I was staying in Pretoria, mm-hmm. I just registered a company. Okay. Uh, and I went to the Department of Education and I said, I'm supplying stationery. And they said, no, we've got a tender for 250000 I said, don't do it to tender. Give me three quotations because I've got a big warehouse of stationery in Kimberley, where I come from. Mm-hmm. And I was lying. I didn't even know what is a highlighter. <laughs> but because I wanted the order, okay, I went to some Indian guys in Pretoria West. Mm-hmm. I said to them, "Give me a coat." They give me a coat. I think it was up to almost hundred thousand mm-hmm. or hundred thousand plus. And I spoke to them. I took them to the department. They delivered the stationery. I got paid, and I paid them over their money immediately. Okay. And I went to buy a Corolla. I was very excited. <laughs> it was December month. Mm-hmm. I went home and I went to East London with my friends, the Ayandang Kutli and Andilin Kutli were my friends. We chowed all that money. I came back, I sold the Corolla. I was still a young man then. Mm. I went to DTI, the old building. Yeah. One of their directors was shouting at the staff, the air conditioners were not working. Mm. I walked out to do a business cut. I used an address, everything that I've got an air conditioner company. I went back to them and said, why you struggle when you've got me? I can fix the entire building. 
I did not know how to light an air conditioner. You know, blacks, we never grew up with air conditioners. Yeah, sure. I went to a company in Pretoria West. Mm-hmm. They were servicing air conditioner. I said to those white guy and his staff, you must leave because the department is coming for side visit. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at the owner's office. When they came, that was my office. And I was given the order by TTI. And I fixed the entire building's air conditioners. But I used the same company to fix the air conditioners. So I'm trying to say to you, if you want the studio, your own studio, you don't need the money. You can still go and get the infrastructure <laughs> and pay it off. Because I was coming to help thing. I needed yeah. to be I needed to be smart. Yeah. Because I could see people were fast asleep, you know. Blacks were not getting business. Mm. And for a black person to get business, you needed a lot of money, you know. For you they will ask you what are you banking with. Mm-hmm. So I had to play big in Gauteng. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because if you play small you'll end up with the small players. Yeah. No Mama yeah. <laughs> Shaba, uh, let me come to you. Um Okay, before maybe I actually get to the part that um Upudfile <laughs> is taking us. I wanna understand why did you get into this industry though as a woman? You know, construction, mining, you know, they, these are male dominated industries and when are you decided to come here? Um, that's, that was the first thing that actually fascinated me. It was, um, actually, I don't like, um, female dominated, uh, stuff like the hmm. obvious, the expected. No, let's do you catering. Ah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she must do catering and cater for us. Eh? I can't even cook. I can only boil an egg. So I, I prefer to be, to be outside, to be out there with the guys. It, it, it was just passion. Okay. It was passion, yeah. Mm. Um, and you'll be surprised that I don't even have a civil engineering qualification or any technical qualification for that matter. Mm-hmm. But I just, it, it, it feels like a calling, you know, it keeps so, me awake. So, so, so now that I don't put figure, good to know. Um, you can actually do this. We of must course. stop making excuses. Of course, I can relate it to, um, um Almost everything that he said, mm-hmm. because there were times I'll, I'll never say I can't do something or mm. I don't know. Mm. I'll just say I'll verify and get back to you, mm. you know. So is like so that it <laughs> seems like you know you have some knowledge to some extent. It's just that you are not sure. You are just going to verify. When you say you don't know, it's a turn off. I mean, when you you know the the, the procurement system mm. is very arrogant and and and, and hostile, mm-hmm. you know. So when you get there, really, you have to be crazy. You have to cause discomfort when because they 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 are already putting on a particular character when they receive us. Yeah, true. You know, mm-hmm. so you you have to be different mm. and and draw their attention. So you just get in there and just bully them. There was a time in Whitbank actually I was called a bully because I, I'm blessed with persistence. Mm. You know, you can be arrogant today. I don't care. Mm. I'm only focused on what I want. Mm. You know. I, I don't care. You know, mm. I can camp at your office. Mm. So it, it's all about that. You you have to be persistent and aggressive. Okay, I like the camping part. Tell me more about that and <laughs> how you can camp at your offices. And maybe as well, uh, give us a scenario, a story as to where you've camped. What did you want and you were not getting and you decided to camp and you got it? For instance, at the mines, you know, they'll say you can't get in. Without an appointment. So how do you get in if you don't know anyone? So I put on my PPE in full and then I go to, I go to the gate. I just look for a Bulelani Balabala who doesn't exist. I mean, the security guard cannot know everybody. So I tell them I'm here to see this person and, um, we are meeting in a few minutes. 
and he did say he was going underground. So, you know, so I look genuine and um, I look knowledgeable based on how I, I, I'd be dressed up. So this security guard thinks, you know, this person knows what she's doing because uh, she's in full PPE. I mean, I'm talking uh, <laughs> your, your, your goggles, boots, uh, your hard hat, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she'll allow me to go through. And then when I when I get inside, you just read the signages. You get to the guys, uh, you see engineering or whatever. You get in there, and then you start asking questions. Uh, you are bound to draw attention. You look different. You look lost. So you are bound to attract the right attention. So in one of the mines, um, I was looking for the the manager. Mm-hmm. So you know, every time we had to meet. There was a postponement, postponement, postponement. So on, on a particular day, I decided that I'm not going anywhere. They told me she was, uh, she was going to a meeting, but I managed to get inside. So I was already in, at, at her office. So I sat there and then I, I, the PA told the manager that this is the Tuli Mashaba who's always been making appointments. And then somehow she looked at me and, uh, she was like, no, cancel all my appointments because they had postponed so many times. So, and then she cancelled everything and said, let me hear what she's about. And then the rest is history. Wow. No, it's, 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 you know, my story. Uh, when she, when she's busy explaining her profile, I'm itching. Mm. I'm asking myself, I wish me and her can call a lot of young black people and just get a sponsor and just go and give a motivational talk. Mm. No, guys, it's, it's it's arranged. Yeah, it's you, arranged. You, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking she's a hustler. Mm. You know, mm. she she does not wait for things to happen. She mm. makes things. She's like me. Mm. I hope it's not my father's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what surprises me is mm. that what she's saying is basically exactly what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. I don't wait for a tender to be advertised. Mm. I go and get it. Yeah. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you sit there, ask yourself how many of us are looking for tenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. You know, we run a monthly and tuning an event called TAT, Township Entrepreneurship Alliance. Um, this is where we gather young people every month. We bring in different speakers, um, you know, to actually talk about different issues. You know, um, I think we'll learn, let's have a session about, um, doing business the aggressive way. Yeah, you know, and 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 we have them both uh, as 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 key speakers. Maybe if even if maybe on that particular day we'll need to add an hour uh, to accommodate them. Let's do that. No, I think that would be fantastic eh? because I mean that is the essence of um, what tea is all about at the end of the day, and these are the stories. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, these if, are the stories. If you're yeah. decent, you, you won't get anything. You won't get. It. You have to be. There has to be some level of insanity then only then you know you will draw uh the the right attention Mm -mm -mm. Mm. yeah no 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 definitely um no it's something that that i think for me it's it's exciting and we definitely um want to explore uh we'll send uh, the relevant dates um to you we're looking forward to thank you so much to hosting you and and we definitely um take it from there they saying um we don't need to you know for me i'm very close to the story because 
my mother used to say to me, you know, uh, as if, you know what, uh, something will come while I'm sitting. So I've always been um, a hustler. I've always been out there uh, doing things and getting things done. So now being now, uh, <laughs> you know, the age that I am having achieved so much. And now he sh- I remember she came to me. She says, thank you that you never listened to me. I can imagine where would you be um, at this point in time. So, Bulelani, uh, do you agree that um, as young people um, out there, do we need, you need to be much more aggressive in terms of obtaining um, what do we want for our businesses? Um, I, I, I don't know if I can do as much justice as what has been said, but I mean, it's important to be aggressive. Nothing comes on a silver platter. Um, you have to go out there and push and you have to lobby in the receptions. You have to come up with innovative ideas where you're standing in the reception, almost being barred from entering and you overhear a conversation. You start developing that particular business. And that is very important. I mean, I think, I think we're all sitting here as people who were hungry enough to chase after their dreams. I mean, I know that with me, man, I mean, you know, my highest grade is grade nine. I don't have a grade above that, but I mean, 10 years later, we've got machines. We're working with big brands. We're building them up and we're still going, but you know, it's very inspiring to be in studio. And sometimes, I mean, I'm sitting here feeling like I'm doing nothing <laughs> because I mean, I think these are the inspirational stories that help in pushing each other so that we push the button even further. I mean, from running the business that you are running to cutting edge innovation where you're the first black, um, um, owner of a tracking company in the world. I mean, I think those are the stories that we need to be pushing at. I mean, where we are able to impact the economy of the country directly because up until you play a heavy economic role, your voice will never be heard. The voice of a poor man is never heard anyway. It doesn't matter how intelligent, how great or how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's all about going against the button. I mean, they, they, they may call us bullies. They may call us ra- loud. They must call us rowdy, but I think it's that robust conversation. Mm-hmm. Are the ones that we need to have in terms of don't just give us the business because we've got BE. Don't mm-hmm. just give us the business because of our skin color, but we can deliver as well. You know, let it, let 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 not the business coming to us be a portion that is just allotted, but let it be business in general, in the general sense, because we mm-hmm. have the competencies, we have the skills, we have the ideologies mm-hmm. to be able to deliver any product mm-hmm. of any mass. Just give us the capacity. Just mm-hmm. give us the opportunity. Yeah. You know, can I just add on what you're saying? You know, when I was sitting down with my sister here asking her what she was doing, she said she was in construction. Before I came here, I was driving around Madrid because I'm looking at to buy land because I'm renting from your big corporate companies. And then I walked into an office park where they are building a warehouse and offices. You know, the project manager, it's a young black lady and a young black man from Pumalang. And then immediately I say, why should government not look for young black women and young men and say to them, you are going to form a consortium. We are going to give you schools in the township to build and to renovate. You know what I mean? Because now they are working for this big corporation. Those big corporation top management or even engineers are not there. It is this young youth. You know, then why can't we as government... If I say we as government, I mean I'm government because I voted them into power. Uh-huh. Why can't we look for these young black entrepreneurs and say, look here, here you are. You are six companies. We are going to form a consortium. You are going to build six schools. Okay. And we are going to make 
infrastructure and capital injection available for you. Half of it, when you finish the project, then you will be paid. So that uh, in future, she can't remain at CID before. No, no, she can't. She can be CID before, but she can still work better than CIDB 9. Mm. You know, sometimes these numbers are not only going out based on your work. It goes out based on who you are. Yes. You understand? Mm. But you'll find that the mm. one with a lower grade can do a better job. Mm. But you know, there's something that hurts me about my people. And I must say it. You know, I travel around the world. Mm-hmm. There's no opportunities anywhere in the world like South Africa. No, that is so true. If you want to make a million next week in South Africa, you can. <laughs> you know, if I were to become president for six months, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, 50% of this country will not focus on alcohol. Let me make an example with sports. Sundowns is the most respectable team now. Mm-hmm. People of Pretoria cannot fill up at Reveal. What are our people doing on their spare time? Mm. But you watch a second division game in England and in Spain. The stadiums are packed. 50,000 people for a second division team. What is that our people are doing on their spare time? But I'm saying we need to, it also has to do with politics in our country. I said to the deputy president now the other day, Mm. if you take over, please appoint academics Mm -mm. and make sure that whoever is appointed in a political position must be financially stable because this country does have money. We've been downgraded, but I don't feel it. You understand me? Because the currency, the rent and the dollar is still the same. But we need South Africans to sit down and ask themselves, what is that you want? Do you want to have a job or do you want to create jobs? You look at the grant issue. I'm happy that Cliff Central, you speak your mind. Why do you pay billions on social grants per month? You can't say someone should go out there and have a girlfriend and have a child. You'll maintain their <laughs> child. You understand what I mean? <laughs> so, so we need our people. My brother, you can go to the streets and sell Maquinia. You will make money. You understand? No. Look at the lady. One of my role models. I've got two role models. Sakumzi in Soweto. Ah, that yes. man married my home girl. Mm-hmm. The lady who stays in the same street as me. He was driving a Toyota Crescida. Mm. That house of his dad is not a wow house. No, because not. he sells traditional South African brand food. You know? He, he gets tourists. All the tourist buses stops by him. You go to this old lady in Tembisa, in Busy Corner. She started with a container. Mm-hmm. Today, she runs a multi-million run business. His mm-hmm. son is also part and parcel of the business. So everything is possible in this country, provided we are serious and we are focused. I started a vehicle tracking company mm-hmm. because one day government didn't pay me. I was stressed and I needed to come with a creative idea. But I've employed white people. I've employed black people. So at the end of the day, Everything is possible in this country. It's up to us. I was saying to your colleague now, mm. what does it cost to open a radio station? Mm. What does it cost to open a TV station? Okay. Because I know I've never lost a battle in my life. Whatever I want, I get it. Mm. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Money is not an issue. But the issue is, are you brave enough? Because, for example, there's no black person that owns a TV station in this country. And when you look at the TV stations today, it's all about politics. You you can't watch TV anymore. Look at DSTV. Those people are making billions. 
And then look at our actors today. They act for six months, they are popular, and the next three years, they are drug addicts. Mm. Are they growing? Yeah, it's true. People are popular in radio stations. They live big radio stations. They do, They go down the drain. You know, we need to have a station of black people, radio station, TV stations that will broadcast nationally. You know, and then we need also our people to use this platform to sell their businesses. Mm. You know, and uh, like the lady here, she's at grade four. Now, for her to get a tender, she must she must be a boxer. She must box her way through. It's, yeah. it, it's, she, she doesn't lie. And, and you know what has killed also black business? If we need to be honest, kickback has killed black business. Is it? Yes. No, our, no definitely. Our people mm. don't make profit mm. because they work for those who want kickbacks. No, definitely. Um, it does. And another thing that, that I wanted to get to, um, maybe, um, Sistudi, the issue of right now, I don't know who you're servicing the most, private sector or government? Mm, government. Okay. Government, yeah. uh, I've been servicing government the most mm. until um, the political change that took place. So now what I decided, it was 70% um, government that I was doing 30% private. Mm-hmm. So now I've decided to swap roles and do 70% private and 30% government, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So And I've realized that, okay, with government, it, they are biggest procurer, mm-hmm. uh, correct? Mm-hmm. And with private sector, I'm chasing a whole lot of small mm-hmm. cakes and whatsoever, but now you're chasing numbers. Mm-hmm. So now, but now one of the things that, 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 that I realized or that I picked up, it's the fact that uh, with, with private, uh, when you come from government, they don't take you serious. You know, they with private, when you come um, from government, it's as if the service delivery that you are offering there, it was substandard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and, and for me, I know for a fact, cause right now I had to fight hard to say, guys, I've got um, buildings um, and properties that I've done that have won national competitions. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, I could manage to do a 34 million worth kind of project because government was willing to take a bet on me. You know, mm-hmm. so private sector, you can't take a bet on me even with hundred or half a million. You know, so because now uh, I need to be saving under whoever, uh, you know, Van der Waal or this and this and that. So, didn't you experience or aren't you experiencing um, some of those challenges? Yes, of course, those challenges are there, and I think they'll still they'll still remain. That is why I always encourage um, uh, coaching. Or, or rather business incubation or self-investment mm-hmm. investing in yourself you know uh, so that you 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 add credibility i know like most um budding entrepreneurs or sure. even established entrepreneurs don't like um going to school or getting coached Okay. To run their businesses professionally. But that is the only way you can actually, um, go to the, the, what, maybe government or even private sector mm-hmm. to convince them that you, you, you have been trained mm-hmm. to, to run a business. You know, budgeting. You know how to do certain things. You know, branding. You know, marketing. Yeah. And you know, project management. The whole project management system, uh, deadlines, uh, professionalism. 
you know, and then sticking to uh, the specs of the client, etc. Mm-hmm. So I always encourage um, entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs to get a coach or get into an incubation program. It makes a huge difference. Also, it says about you that you are willing to invest in yourself because what I've noticed with investors and um, or even in the private sector uh, with clients in the pi- private sector, they are looking for reasons not to work with you. And mm. also that is due to our how our brothers and sisters have behaved in the past. Uh, we are painted with the same brush. That's true. Because we, we are perceived to be lifestyle entrepreneurs. <laughs> you know, we we only get projects just to show off, to, yeah. to buy cars, mm-hmm. to go shopping and to check in in, in elite places. Mm-hmm. And it's not all of us who are like that. Mm. You know, so that is the battle that we we still need to fight but bit by bit we are uh, in fact i'm i'm fighting it Mm. um i'm trying to convince end users and engineers that not all of us are the same Mm. and i must say i'm succeeding though it's very difficult Mm. it needs a lot of persistence but i'm winning Mm. so i think our current generation Mm. in terms of entrepreneurship has the responsibility just to transform i mean we we are long past the gravy train, you know. We are used to money now. Mm. I mean, there shouldn't be any excuse why we are reckless and why we are not properly structured, why we are not running our businesses professionally. So we we don't have any excuses anymore. We have to be um, properly registered, accredited, um, run our businesses professionally mm. that's that is the only way and also learn to invest in ourselves and do away with the attitude of entitlement when you look at this uh, service delivery protests that are happening around the country i mean if you can pull young one young person and ask them what is it that you want what do you have you'll find that they, they didn't even go to school secondly they don't even have a registered company or they don't have a particular skill but you ask why are you vandalizing why are you making so much noise they don't know so we must also ensure that as we as much as we make the noise we are empowerment ready mm. because m- most of uh, the the uh, entrepreneurs are not empowerment ready no we're not we're not empowerment ready so that is something that <laughs> i believe we need you, to you're, you're making up with figure a point <laughs> yes it you speak things that I wish you were the speaker of parliament. What she's saying, my brother, says, you know, as black people, mm-hmm. we need to start to be ambitious. Mm. We don't have to look for jobs. No. Now, I said to my son, Simpiwe, he's seven. I asked him, what do you want to do? He said, Daddy, I want to be a bigger businessman than you. Mm, that's good. He's seven years. He said, I'm going to take your company over when I finish my university. <laughs> He's seven years. Now, uh, when I'm listening to my sister here, mm-hmm. I'm asking myself, where did we go wrong? Mm. Who did we elect to lead us? Under which credibility? You know, it's 24 years. We don't have a bank. Mm. Mm. And if I were to go with you now and we're going to apply for a bank license, they are going to turn us down. Even if we've got $5 billion mm-hmm. as security, we'll be told we don't have this and that and that. 
but a company can come from overseas and open a bank in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes to show that politically we don't have even matured or visionarist of leaders. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we were to open a bank and say we've got a bank called Abantu, mm. and all government employees get paid over that bank? How do they form Capitec, these people? Yeah, no, and, true. and the majority of Cape clients at Capitec are black. Mm. Now, for you, if she gets a tender now for seventy-five million on one hundred and fifty million, they are going to look for a lot of securities mm. that they know she does not have. Yes. So, at the end of the day, mm. we don't have to fight. We need to come across very prominent politicians mm. who are going to ask, "Why don't we have a bank?" Because all the banks are foreign-owned. Mm. You understand me? When are we going to have a bank that will fund? An African bank is no longer ours. No, mm. we don't. Now the thing is, black people are cashiers in banks. They are managers. They sit is in board of directors. We don't mm. want them to sit in board of directors. They must form a bank. What? Where did FNB and APSA get that system that we cannot get? If government will put a guarantee and say, "Fickle, open the bank," and we encourage our people to come and bank with this bank. Sometimes they blacklist you for 250 rand of, of West University of 1981. Mm, and true. the people who own the ITC in this country are Americans. Mm. Mm. So Americans are owning our information. They determine which black gets credit, mm. which does not get credit. But can you imagine, she gets a project now, next month, she needs a 10 million overdraft. Where are you going to get it? Mm. Now you must partner with the big shots and they must knock you. Yes. So... As black people, we need a conference, each and every province, where we are going to talk and ask ourselves, who are we? Mm. Where do we come from? And where are we going as a nation? Because we don't want to blame white people. Let me be honest with you. White people give us our space for 23 years. They had their assets and whatever they had. Their private sector is theirs. They are only 8 million. Mm. We are, we are about 36 million, 34 million. Why can't we start our own economy and mm. stop blaming white people and say they must give the land back, they must do mm. what? Yeah. Why do, why can't we go on farming on our own? Yeah. Mm. No, no, you know, you know, I, I must, I must, I must, I must commend, um, you know, Asana for, for, for bringing you guys. For me, I think, I think, Bulelani, you know, we've got, um, entrepreneurs that are doing amazing things out there. Uh, you know, there's me, there's you. You know, there's there's many others, and I remember um, last year sometime we were actually um, shooting a a a show called Game Changers. Mm-hmm. So, but now they had to change the name from Game Changers to Six Zeros. The show actually premiered last night mm-hmm. at uh, SAPC One. You know, so so the show it actually followed. It, they took five individuals that are game changers within the entrepreneurial space. Young people, black, that come from disadvantaged background, um, that have actually shaped their life to create an empire for themselves. You know, um, I'd love you guys to, 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 to watch it and catch it, um, sometime and see some of the stories that, that, uh, we talk about. Um, for me, I mean, I had the privilege to be, to be regarded as, 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 as one of, um, those young people. So I want to show you, um, something. It's a, it's a, it's a 30 second, um, you know, I don't know if you can you can see uh, sister. Yeah, I can see. Um, you know, tuning that 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 they they launching. You know? This week on Six Zeros, we have Kebo Homa Ford. Yeah, yeah. 
When you look at where he is today, that is just, you know, a pioneering spirit. And Catch Six Zeros every Tuesday at 10 p.m. on SABC One. Mzanzi for sure. So, so this, this, it's, it's, you know, for me, it was, it was, um, it was a privilege to actually be, you know, be covered, you know, on TV. Uh, not only, I mean, I am, <laughs> I am actually um, on TV, uh, having a business show, mm-hmm. but now, um, being covered in terms of the life story where one comes from, you know, mm-hmm. and to showcase people like Bulelani, you know, that, that, um, you know, now he's my co-host. Uh, he just finished shooting his own television show as well called Township Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a question of to say, how do we grow each other? Um, as young people, you know, if ever there's an opportunity for me to open up for him, why not open up? If there's an opportunity for me to open up for you, why don't we, you know? Mm-hmm. But right as, as well, you realize that it's a question of, of, um, we get intimidated, um, as, as young black people to say, you know what, hey, this one is gonna make more money than me. This one is gonna make more money. Jealousy. Than and the next thing we start, what? We start locking on opportunities and we start closing on opportunities, you know, um, that, that are, are out there for each other. For me, I'm up for celebrating lives like you. Um, you know, cause at the end of the day, beyond, um, for me, I think you guys have gone out of your way to achieve, um, you know, against all odds, you know, so, and it's something that I think that it needs to be recommended. It needs to be celebrated, um, as, as, as a nation and we need to be celebrated as the business community. What is your take, Belen? Um, I think that, I mean, we, without clear, um, celebration of black excellence, I mean, I call it black excellence, then, you know, you, you, you really, you hinder the, you, you hinder the industry from gro- growing and developing. Because, you know, one guy, you know, always says this religiously that a candle doesn't lose its light by lighting up other candles. It loses no power. It loses no yes. strength by lighting up on the candle. That's true. And I think that, you know, what I've noticed a lot of, and you know, the funny thing is I had a meeting, I think last week with, uh, with, 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 with the group of managers at, at a white, com- white owned company. And these guys were like, you know, we were so shocked last year. The black guys that, and they were like, can we be direct? The four black guys that we had last year who were supposed to be mentors, who are supposed to, there's a program they run and we're supposed to be mentors and they came in and they talk about, no, we want to help fellow black brothers and whatever. And you guys have the platform. So open up the doors, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, we let these guys in. They became ambassadors. They pushed this thing, but we were so shocked at the end of the four days, they had created no opportunities for anyone that they were helping out directly who was black, but all the money that was supposed to be generated came only to them. And there were monies that were provisioned for everyone who was in the room. And, you know, I think that those are the conversations. I mean, if we do not unite as, as a people and, and as black people, I mm-hmm. think most importantly, obviously we create the, we create the perception that these people are weak. These people are, these people are weak. These people are fragile. We can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. You know, I was emceeing an event the other day hosting a Chinese delegate and the vice president of China. And when these guys came into the country, mm-hmm. they had a mandate. Yeah. So when we sat down and we spoke, this was the conversation and this was an entrepreneurial debate. 
not debate, but conversation about how we synergize as the youth in entrepreneurship. So they came and they said, as Chinese young people, we are only, we only want to partner with you in construction, in uh, social services and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they give you an ultimatum. So now you are already sitting there. And most of the people that were sitting there, and I was just called in. I wasn't convening this whole thing. It was convened by one of the government institutions. No one had an idea. There was no pre-briefing. So mm. obviously these are the things that make us vulnerable to, to, to our international counterparts. And I feel like we need to strengthen up the, the, these ideologies better so that I do not walk into a meeting with this gentleman and we're going to negotiate a deal with Tracker about his business, a takeover. And then I am in the bottom meeting and I'm organizing something different on how to take him down over money because I then fight against like excellence mm-hmm. but we need to then stand together because if money is going to come we are sure as ever that money will come and we have seen it mm-hmm. i mean i mean spoke about how he was backstabbed but money still came mm-hmm. you know so i mean how much more could have came to those guys if they decided to come together avail their resources and impact the economy much more so just to, to add on that that is why i'm i'm, I'm emphasizing incubation this thing helps you to to add value and credibility on your name. You know, it it, it boosts investor confidence mm. and it also boosts um, partnerships, uh, potential partnerships or, or quality partnerships. Let me say so, mm. um, because w- once you you are sort of um, or you are incubated. You are trained. It, it changes your mindset. It's not a, a drive-through kind of uh, training. But it's over a period and it changes your mindset because it involves uh, practical activities okay. that make you very uncomfortable and you get angry and, and, and. But at the end of the day, you become this sound uh, entrepreneur that can also negotiate at a high level. And you, you also bring value because, you know, it's shocking when you hear uh, established uh, white business say they don't have blacks to partner with. It's true. Because honestly, as small as I am, I wouldn't allow anyone who even wants 10%. So imagine you are coming with just your black face and you must get 51%. Mm. Now, then add value. What are you bringing besides your black skin? That's what we must work on because these guys are honestly willing. I'm talking from experience. They are willing. However... They are looking for value. Yeah, but now as I remember, you reminded me of a show that we did. I don't know if you remember with Mr. Trevor Shabalan uh, from Transcend when we were talking about the new triple B code, mm, mm, and he was mm. saying some of these companies um, they they give us non-strategic projects or they outsource non-strategic. Um, you know, tuning to us, um, you know, but they keep the and retain the strategic ones. I know that for me, I'm I'm out there within private sector and everything else, and I've experienced that. I've experienced those that are willing, mm-hmm. and I've experienced those that want to take advantage, mm-hmm. um, and in the midst of bringing value. Uh, listen, boss. Uh, I hear what the lady says. I'll make you an example. Uh, when I started the vehicle tracking company, I only have one white client. 90% of my clients are in the Val and Limpopo. Okay. If I go to white dealerships, they tell me about my competitors, which are not South African trucking companies. Mm-hmm. And then I met the dealership in the Val 
is owned by Nazim and his dad. Mm-hmm. It's an Indian dealership. They've signed up with me yesterday. They sell over 100 cars in all their dealerships around the country. I'm installing their trick. So what does that tell you? Black people wake up. Nothing is impossible in this country. When I when I went to these branded dealerships as a black person, they said, mm, we have a contract with so-and-so already. Mm-hmm. They want to make it a point. Even the banks, True. even the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I believe that my business, I get it from my own people mm-hmm. because the people of Soweto and Pretoria are the ones who are supporting me. Mm. So I think as black people, we should shift from being empowered. Mm. It's a bit we might lose the government if you are not careful. But as much as this government has its flops, some of us, they have empowered us. Mm. They have lifted us up. Mm. We just need to stand up and guide them and ask them to do the right things. But for a black person to think about the private sector, it's not going to work. Let me make an example. We've got a BRICS agreement. Okay. What is Russia buying from South Africa? Nothing. What is India buying from South Africa? Do you know a black person who's got a tender in India? No. Do you know a black person who's got a tender in China? Never. Will China allow Petrus Mutsipe to mine in China? No. But why do they come and want to mine here? We don't need investors. We need the banks (laughs) to say to the government that SIPO and Ayanda, they are geologists. Mm Mm-hmm and metallurgists and mining engineers. The bank must buy a stake Mm. and the state must buy a stake. Mm. Let's mine, let China come and buy our diamonds and gold as raw as they are here and go with them. Instead of they mine our minerals, take them overseas and sell it back to us. Now, we need ambitious people. You know what I mean? This thing the economy will never shift for as long as we depend on being empowered. We must say we are very fortunate as blacks to have this government, irrespective of its mistakes. Mm. True. Because at the end of the day, our lives have improved, irrespective of the challenges we are facing politically and economically. Our lives have improved. But what we don't need to do as black people is to sit back and have fun. We are partying more than we have to work. You know, in China, they work every one week. They work till half past 11 at night. It's standard because they are productive. Those people don't stay in double-story houses like us. No, 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 they don't. You understand? Mm. We have the privilege. You want, If you want to stay in a shack in South Africa, you can. Mm. And next week, if you want a double-story, you can. With them, it's impossible. Mm. And the few are rich. Yeah. So here in South Africa, for you to be rich, you just need to be brave mm. and sometimes arrogant mm. and to be a goal-getter. You know? So... I am saying, for example, on my track, I've been appointed by one of the biggest insurance companies mm-hmm. to be on their database. They have not even sent one client. Hmm. But they still send clients yeah. to the so-called white-owned companies. Mm. But I'm grateful that Fixed Track has been supported by so many black people. Mm. I see even the taxi industries, they are coming on board. Mm. So I still believe going yeah. forward, we as black people, we need to have conferences mm. And sit down and discuss where do we want to go. No, definitely.
Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I love the fact that these discussions and half of the time we have them when we actually um out of time. I think we must continue and make time uh, to actually continue these discussions. Um Muzi, do you wanna say hi to, to our listeners? Tell us who you are. And quickly maybe as well, uh, in thirty seconds, tell us what do you think sitting here as a young man who's trying to go ahead in life and you hearing such wisdom from Abantabata? Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, my name is Muzingoma. I uh, come from Alexander Township. I uh, work with Tebukhoma uh, Fodi in uh, Bryanston. They do share office space from that side. So that office space is an uh, investec property. It's property fund. So basically what I've learned here is that uh, most particularly young people, we shouldn't be like more on the comfort zone. If you want something, you must go out and get it. Mm-hmm. Never count how many times you fail. Never count how many times you won't succeed. Just go out and get it and lose count. And yeah, so I've learned, I've learned uh, a lot and uh, I'm looking forward to come back here and, and learn a lot. No, definitely. Bulelene, yeah. what's your take on today's show? As we close. <laughs> So you see, so we're hosting this thing in June, and I think that this is one of the topics because um, I mean it, it's called Young and in Charge. So mm. I think that this is one of the top topics. I mean, we should have an unorthodox panel mm. conversation, mm. not a discussion, not talk at people, but mm-hmm. speak about conversations that people would relate to in their city. A robust conversation. No, definitely. <laughs> no, I'm hoping that we're gonna definitely hear more and bring some of it um, here in studio. But thank you more than anything um lady and jen um for for joining us um i've got no doubt that somebody's life is changing and they've had and they're actually going to do something um about it mm-hmm. thank you very much no, thank you so much no definitely um this is all that we had for you today um right here on cliff central my name is Deborah Mafodi. i'm in studio with my boy catch us again next time for another exciting um, installment um, of 360Bs um, right here on Cliff Central um, and if you've just tuned in you can definitely um, go into www.cliffcentral or download the Cliff Central app to actually catch the podcast. Bulelani, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah, not Bulelani. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on Twitter I'm Tuli underscore Mashaba Okay. On Instagram, I'm Tuli.Mashaba. On Facebook, I'm Tuli Mashaba. And my website is www.tulimashaba.com. And um, I want to encourage budding entrepreneurs that uh, the opportunities still exist. Uh, when things are tough, it doesn't mean that uh, all is lost. Our government is still there. They have empowerment programs. Go out there and look for information. No, definitely. That's how we close the show. But, uh, but figure out your social media? No, they can just Google Figile Billy. Yeah, I saw there's a lot of followers. Yeah, Google Figile Billy. (laughs) Cliffcentral.com